Welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Uh, I was going to say right here on Ego FM, but that's not the case. Guys, that's not the case. Uh, You know why I almost said that? Because earlier today, I also recorded my radio show, American Sunday, right here on Ego FM. And I always get that little phrase in my head, welcome back to X, right here on. But actually, this is Artsy Fartsy Immigrants on MVN 965. M94.5, right here in Munich, Germany. And guess what, guys? If you live in or around or sort of nearby or you've heard of Munich, then you might know that taking place right now is uh, Oktoberfest. <laughs> Oktoberfest 2022. Not since the pandemic. <laughs> That's right, guys. Uh, the party is back on in full swing, pretty much. Um, I checked it out a few days ago in a very calm sense of the way, uh, in, in a calm sense of the, in the, uh, yeah, the, 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 you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't go crazy. I could have gone crazy, but I didn't go crazy. It was a Sunday. You know, we only had a certain amount of time away, uh, out of the house and everything. So it was really calm. And I'll tell you about that story. Um, today's episode is not going to be a full episode, unfortunately, Unfortunately, I'm very sorry about that. It's just, it's kind of a crazy week. Uh, everybody's got work this week. Um, you know, the schedules are are, are wild. And um, you know, and that's just kind of how it is. Uh, sometimes it's just too much to handle. And uh, so, But I still want to give you something fresh and something new. And I think this week, instead of giving you uh, something short and then doing a repeat, I'll just keep the short, fresh thing. Because uh, at least in, in that case you have this feeling that there was, you know, a new episode of some kind. So that's what I'm going to do today. You know, um, today we are in the, not the middle of, pretty much right at the beginning of Oktoberfest. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Oktoberfest. I went back through some of the older episodes of this show to see if I had ever done anything about Oktoberfest. And I know that I've mentioned it. I know that I've talked about it before, but I've never actually um, done a, pre- a proper episode on it. And I, you know, maybe I should really try and just, um, use that as an excuse to go to Oktoberfest and drink a lot and, uh, ride the roller coasters and eat the steak sandwiches and the sausages and the French fries and use it as a journalistic approach to documenting an American's journey through Oktoberfest. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good way to think about it and to go about it. Um, no, I never did a proper episode about it, actually. I kept thinking about that, but uh, sadly, not yet. So maybe I can do that next time. But I do want to talk about it today. Um, I did have one and a half little experiences there so far since it's been open, but let's talk about it. Um, so today is the 20th, um, giving away <laughs> the recording day here. Uh, see, today's the 20th, 
and it opened up on September 17th, a Saturday. So that's going to go, I think it goes 16 days. So it's going to go, let's see, I can't count. My math is horrible, but I know that it's two full weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, so it should end uh, in the week of October 4th, somewhere in there. Uh, so yeah, um, wait, I, I should be able to count that out. If that's two full weeks, that's 14 Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Um, my mom's shaking her head right now. What kind of school did she pay for? It's gonna end on. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna end on October second, um, if it goes sixteen days. And right now we're right in the beginning of it. It's only uh, Tuesday and Saturday. They they tapped that first keg. So there's a few cool things um, that people don't know about Oktoberfest. And if you know my radio show, uh, that was also the theme. So, I mean, it's happening. It's like, it's the thing of the city of Germany right now. So it's understandable that it's being covered in, in a few different places. Um, and it's also all you see on social media. If, if you have any friends or family or anybody that you know, and probably talking to the people who listen to that show, to this show, it's probably just me. But social media is really full of Oktoberfest visits right now. And it's cool that it's back open. Um, because for two years we didn't have it. We didn't have it at all. It's a, it's a huge festival. I'm going to give a little bit of, um, cool tips about it because, um, this German lady who lives in America wrote an article that was called what Americans don't get about Oktoberfest. And at first I thought it was going to be this extremely pretentious Werner Herzog documentary about how dumb Americans are, but it's not. It's actually kind of interesting. She was just saying like, what you don't get, like, here's what you don't get. Okay. Um, she says, you know, it's autumn when a majority of Americans revive that one-fourth patriotic German descent and give in to their true calling, beer. Lots of it. Put on your lederhosen. Your ancestors need you now, drinking up that never-ending Löwenbräu. German expat Catherine Sherman, or Katrina Sherman, shares what most Americans don't understand about Oktoberfest and how you can party a bit more like the locals. The Munich-based Oktoberfest is the largest fair in the world. But this is a German person writing this, so they said, of the world. The Munich-based Oktoberfest is the largest fair of the world. More than 6 million attendees over a period of 16 days indulge in the culture of Germany's most southern region, but, uh, sorry, butthole, no, wait, Bavaria. While over 70% of Germans attend the fair, uh, an increasing number of foreigners, especially U.S. tourists and Australians, join the festivities with every reoccurring year. Living in the States, mid-September to early October may be the only time I will, what does she say, obstinately? Uh, it's the only time I will obstinate, obstinately, Jesus Christ, I should start reading more, uh, conceal my true origin due to the overload of friends and acquaintances who attempt to give their Oktoberfest festivities a little more depth by inviting an quote-unquote original German. No thanks. I will politely reject this offer, just like the Mexican-American who isn't interested in your Cinco de Mayo piñata party. Oh, uh, not so tongue-in-cheek there, Katrina. Um, a little harsh. Uh, no thanks. I actually don't like beer. I know I'm German. I am sorry. 
Um, okay, so a little, uh, kind of a snappy start, a little bit of a of a of a tart start, Katrina Schemann. Um, I don't want to go to your American Oktoberfest party because you guys have shitty bear and you don't even wear real leather and you don't even grope each other at the end of the night. And where is the band playing the terrible music that people only hear at that party? Okay, <laughs> uh, um. She says it's not just stereotypes and lots of beer. Believe it or not, the 200-year-old festivities actually have some historical traditions and cultural significances that you should know. Here are 10 things to understand about Oktoberfest. Can we cue the music? That's what you have to do when you don't have a soundboard. So, the Oktoberfest is in September... Go figure. Despite its name, the Oktoberfest actually starts in the end of September in order to benefit from the rather warmer September climate. In order to remember and honor the origin of the festivities, uh, I don't think people do it for that reason anymore, uh, which was held in mid-October. The name of the event was never altered. Okay, so the original event that it was famed for started in October, but they moved it a couple of weeks earlier to September, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you have Oktoberfest in September. Not so crazy. Mm, suck it, Katrina. So, also not so interesting. Who cares? You go in there to drink way too much beer. It's Oktoberfest because it's Oktoberfest. Uh, here's something interesting, though. She says, you are celebrating a wedding anniversary. Don't you dare tell me what I'm gonna do. Uh, she says, you might have thought you were attending the Oktoberfest at your own pleasure. Am I not? But you were actually clinking glasses for an old king and his bride. What? The royal wedding celebration of the Bavarian King Ludwig I. King Ludwig I. And his wife, Therese. Therese. I can't hear the name Therese without thinking of some accountant. Of Saxony, Hildburghausen. Hildburghausen. Um, marks the origin of the Oktoberfest. On October 12th, 1810, the royal family invited the entire public to a five-day celebration, ending it with a big old horse race. Due to the success and overall joy of the couple's wedding, it was made an annual tradition and repeated ever since then, with the exception of a few instances due to wars and political circumstances, not to mention pandemics. Katrina. Uh, but this was written, uh, wow, 10 years ago, way before the pandemic, when life was good. Uh, okay, so pretty interesting. It's it's uh, the original, the, uh, the origin of this gigantic vomit fest was a wedding. Didn't know that. Kind of cool. Also, Ludwig and Teresa. Can't get more German. Um... She says, suddenly it all makes sense, and we need you to drink up because you're drinking on behalf of a former German queen and king. Um, but she says there was no beer back then. Ironically, back then, nobody was interested in beer. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. In fact, beer became more popular at the end of the 19th century when brewers had to get rid of their stored beer in fall in order to make room for the new. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right, Frau Schamann. But we shall see. I'm not going to research this. I'm going to guess that you're correct. I don't know. The source is some website. So choose your character. Shame on you. You are raging on historical grounds. Excuse me, Frau Schamann. 
shame on you, shame on me, shame on me for drinking on historical grounds. What part of Europe isn't historical grounds? Excuse you and all of your Germanness. Excuse you and your blonde hair and your dandel and your ability to carry 14 liters of beer in one go while riding a horse, uh, a Kaltblut. Uh, the Germans are going to get that one. A Kaltblut horse uh, and eating a Weisswurst Frühstück uh, at the same time. Okay, so shame on you and all your Germanness um, for shaming me for drinking on historical grounds. Good luck finding grounds that aren't historical in Bavaria. Give me a break. Anyway, she says, if Teresa, such an accountant's name, knew what you were doing, she might not be an amused queen. But wait a second, Frau Schermann, didn't the queen and the king host a five-day party open to the public that ended with a horse race? If she saw me drinking German beer on sacred German grounds, wearing proper Tracht, which is German for the traditional wear, like Lederhosen and Dendl. I think she would be a pleased queen. So, eat my butt. She said, if Teresa knew what you were doing, she might not be an amused queen. So not true. In fact, the Oktoberfest is held at the original place of the wedding celebration. Oh, so we're drinking where they drank. Oh, I think she would be happy, Frau Schermann. Honoring the newly married Queen of Bavaria. This place was named Theresienwiese, which translates to Teresa's Meadow, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Hi, I'm Teresa, and this is my meadow. Every single year, I always have trouble growing tulips and azaleas, but I've discovered ever since I've married King Ludwig I, all his slaves constantly dig up the soil and water these plants for me. Now I don't give it a second thought. I lay the seeds inside the soil, cover that nice fresh manure dirt from Samuel, our Clydesdale horse, and I cover it up and I give it a little bit of water and then I pray a lot because it is the 1800s and we do that all the time. And then I just let all these people uh, make sure that the plant grows and grows. And it always works. They always do it. It's really wonderful. Hi, I'm Teresa. And if you'd like to know more about how I grow my uh, place German plant here in my kingdom, um, you can get my masterclass, which is only for uh, three German marks. Thank you. Uh, so, Teresa's Meadow, where it is still held today. So, please be kind and don't vomit on historical terrain. The only part of that that I think is fair to say is try not to throw up anywhere that isn't a toilet or in bushes where people wouldn't be walking. Um, or if you, I don't know, I think I, I mean, I'm not going to tell the whole story right now because, first off, I'm quite sure I told it already on this podcast and if I didn't, then really shame on me. But I know my friends and family know the story. But basically, yeah, you shouldn't vomit on historical terrain. You also shouldn't travel from America to Germany secretly carrying a pickle jar of your ex-husband, of your, of your deceased husband's ashes in the goals of... Like... It, it, like 
you know, surprising your colleagues at the last minute with this goal that you claim he always dreamed to have, even though he'd never been there before and making a poor bastard like me have to go and host that event at, in the city that I don't know the, all the culture of at an event that I had been to once before. (laughs) Don't do that either. Don't do that either. Also, no, just no. Uh, okay, so this is interesting. This is true. And this next part is actually a pretty good um, a pretty good depiction of my very first time at Oktoberfest. The mayor tells you when to drink. Well, it's not like that. It's not like he sits there with like a gun and is like, don't you dare put one finger on that ice cold bear. I'll see you in the back. If you take one little old sip of that bear... I'm going to pop them fingers off like Jiffy Pop. It's not like that. But basically, she says, in case you thought that you can just show up and drink, you were wrong. Um, That's not wrong. It's just at the beginning of the event. So obviously, if the event starts at noon and you show up at 10 a.m., you can't just drink at 10 a.m. That's how all opening and closing hours of all stores and restaurants work. Frau Schermann. Anyway... As an annual tradition, a carriage of horses hauling the brewery's beer kegs, barrels, introduce and celebrate the hosts and their families in an opening ceremony. Yes, that's right. When things open, sometimes there's an opening ceremony, and that means you can't go take part in the festivities before it has opened. Uh, After that, the event's most anticipated ritual will take place. The tapping of the first beer by the current mayor on the first Saturday at noon. The mayor will speak the famous which translates to it is tapped which is the worst thing you could say after losing your virginity uh, which traditionally opens the alcohol consumption. This act still remains the annual pinnacle of the festivities attracting politicians, celebrities, and the press. Wow, celebrities. So they knew I was there in 2015. Uh, yeah, I was there with a few friends. We got a nice table reserved a few months in advance. Uh, everyone dressed up. Um, nice, you know, dental, later hosen. I don't even know if I had any back then. Maybe I borrowed some. I think I just dressed up kind of nice. And we got a front table. And I remember I stood there and I watched that guy, who whoever he was, take that wooden peg and knock that, um, yeah. Knocked that keg open right there in front of us. And then he said something. I guess he said, Otsopt is. I guess he said, it's tapped. Go for it. Um, And then, then, yeah, and then everyone starts bringing things out. And the crazy thing about that is as soon as the beer starts flowing, uh, you're kind of trying to make a relationship with the waiter that's in your area because you want them to continuously just bring you alcohol. But if you don't tip well enough or you... It's like a game. It's like a chess game. If you do the wrong move, if you pull the wrong card, if you say the wrong thing, if you pay the wrong amount, that waiter's not going to come by as often. They they have they, they have a lot of money to make right now. You know, a lot of people, and a lot of women especially in Bavaria, will go work the two weeks, uh, sixteen days at Oktoberfest and make you know tens of thousands. You heard me right, by the way. They'll make over ten thousand in those two weeks, sixteen days, and then not need to work for a, a while, you know, at, at whatever the restaurant or wherever they were working before. Um, so they'll usually like plan all year for these 16 days, pull long shifts, pull crazy money 
and then just dip, you know? And so they don't have to come to you if you don't tip well. And that's the thing. As soon as that beer starts flowing, you're like, you know, tipping, whatever. I, I don't know. In Europe, usually you tip 10%, but I guess the first few rounds at Vizin, you're tipping like 20, 30%. You're tipping like crazy. You want them to come back. You're trying to give them as much money as you possibly can. It's also kind of a confusing part of it. Um, next up on Frau Schemann's list, she says, forget about your Budweiser. Forget about your Budweiser. When, I mean, God. when in Munich, you shall consume only German goodness. Okay, listen, Catherine, may I? Um, no American, okay, maybe some, that's fair. But I, like the average American isn't expecting to do like even the slightest Google of Oktoberfest in preparations for their trip and expect that when they get there, they're still going to be drinking PBR, Bud Light Lime, and Michelob Ultra, okay? Nobody expects that. So when you kick off your thing about forgetting your Budweiser, don't say, you shall consume only German goodness. Because that sounds, first off, it sounds really scary, because you're German, and you should know better. Shame on you. Shame on you. But also it's icky, so stop it. She says, in fact, all beers sold at the Oktoberfest originated from Bavarian breweries that, man, say this five times fast, originated from Bavarian breweries that brew their beer. Bavarian breweries that beer, that brew their beer. Bavarian breweries that brew their beer according to strict guidelines from the year 1516. Uh, I mean, if you're keeping up with that, that's like, you know, that's around the time of the dinosaurs. You may have heard of the utterly confusing sounding word Reinheitsgebot, Reinheitsgebot, which literally translates as command of pureness, which, okay, if, if a German is commanding pureness, it doesn't come off as something related to beer. It doesn't sound like something related to um, pizza. If a German person is commanding pureness... It doesn't sound like they are um, inspecting your lederhosen for, like, fine, the finest cow leather. It sounds a little genocidal. Genocidal. Sounds a little bit genocidal. Just, just saying, that's your choice of words. It's a law. Uh, it is Germany, after all, she says. <laughs> she can make fun of herself. Oh, Germany loves laws. That defines the time and ingredients of a pure Bavarian brew. Indeed, the brewers, the brewers are trying to make their Oktoberfest visitors really happy by even adding one more percent ooh, of alcoholic content to their recipe. So in fact, yes, it's delicious German beer and you should drink it all the time, but... It is, she says just 1% here. I don't know. I think some things have more percentage than that. But it does have a higher alcoholic percentage than the normal beer that you buy at the gas station, which is good to know because if you go there to drink the same beer you buy from the drink market or the gas station or from the restaurant, it's not that. It tastes the same. It's still delicious, but it's more alcoholic. So be careful, you know? She says, step aside, drinkers, the fest is for families as well. You know what? Drinkers and families are welcome there together, okay? Just calm down with this. She's very separatist. She's a very Reinheitsgebot type, huh? 
commanding the pureness out of her experience. You know, you live in America. You bailed. Okay? Just chill out. Just chill out, Frau Schiamann. People invite you to their Oktoberfest parties wherever you're living, and you're like, excuse me, no, that's so stupid. I would never do that. But before you go to Germany, I have some things you need to know. Like, who is this person? Uh, she strikes me as the type of person who doesn't have a single fun bone in her body. Um, she says the Oktoberfest is actually a children's fair, too, offering a plethora of activities. Roller coasters, candies and treats. It's a popular destination for non-alcoholics and families. Okay, you don't have to say it is a popular destination for non-alcoholics and families. You're lumping non-alcoholics specifically and families together. Look, it's a popular destination for a lot of people. For many, many people. Like for six million a year. So, of course, some non-alcoholics can go there, but it's not like, non-alcoholics, come welcome all. You know, come sit here, have a spritzy, and ride on the roller coasters with the families. Like, they, you know, they're going to do their own thing. It's all good. The Ferris wheel, uh, the Ferris wheel, the Teufelsrad, Teufelsrad, which translates to devil's wheel, and the swing carousel belong to the annual highlights of the fair and are run by family-operated peasants. In order to protect the family-oriented aspect of the fest, loud party music and, I, I'm guessing she meant raging in the tents, but she spelled it with three Gs. Ugh. Loud party music and racking in the tents is not allowed until 6 p.m. in the evening. You can't rag until 6 p.m., guys. Sorry, ladies. Sorry, ladies. You know I'm going to make that joke, but if it is, unfortunately, that time of the month for you, ladies, I'm so sorry you can't be racking until 6 p.m. So, keep it covered. Um, such a dick. Such a bad joke. Um, I feel like this next part's kind of outdated. I don't know if this works anymore at all. Like, maybe if a German's listening to this, they can tell me if this is still relevant. But it sounds like she, she's reading off rules from many, 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 many years ago. She says, how to get your German girl. The traditional female wardrobe, the Diendl, which was one of the hardest words for me to learn how to say in the beginning, there is one vowel in that, is not only a beautiful piece of clothing conveniently revealing, sorry, conveniently revealing Tons of cleavage. Yes, tons of cleavage. That's, that's, that, that checks out. That's true. Uh, but also a practical dating tool. Uh, okay. So teach me. How is a dandel a convenient dating tool? It's usually just an ogling machine. It's for dudes to drink beer and go like, Oh, man, I never knew that Sally had such nice knockers, man. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> uh, she says, Women trying to get lucky can be easily spotted is what she meant to say by their bow tied around their waist okay so there's like a ribbon bow or cloth bow like an apron bow that usually goes around the waist of these things it's an old-fashioned outfit they used to wear them all the time so there's language to how you do it what certain regions you live in germany certain certain you know areas that you're from for the guy like it depends um it, what kind of design you have on your overall strap um, it depends how you cuff your shirt. Is it 
below the elbow? Is it above the elbow? How, what's the sock situation like? Is it all the way up above the knee? Is it below the knee? Do you have the clips? What kind of shoes you got on? It's all true. This is true. It's all these stuff says, has like, it's a certain code to it. Like, oh, if he has the shirts cuffed like that and the hat looks like this, he's from, you know, Hindalang as opposed to, you know, whatever, another region. Um, so yeah, it's inter- that, that part is interesting, but she's saying there's a language of love attached to the bow that she puts around the waist. She says the same, um, huh, she says the same applies as with politics. Just remember left side is good and right side is not so much fun. <laughs> so German, ah, so German. The right side is not so much fun. She, she says, meaning if the bow is tied to the left side, the woman is signaling her singleness and you are good to go. You're good to go. She says, if the bow is tied to the right, you're not in luck (laughs) too bad too bad this one's already married I love that she started this off with (laughs) the right side is not so much fun because she's already married it's not so much fun when you're married (laughs) She says, tying the bow in the middle is considered as lame and not allowed according to German customs. Only Reinheitsgebot, only in Germany would someone like this say, "Um, you know, there's a bow around your waist. And on the left side, it says you're good to go. It says you're GTF. And if you put on the other side, it's not so much fun. It means you're married. So don't put it in the middle because... Then I I can't look at you from across the room and objectify you, and I, I, if it's not if it's not on the I lost my accent if it's not on the right then I can't say that you're boring because you're married, and if it's not on the left side that I I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to you. Like, I don't think that this is, <laughs> I've never heard of this being strictly in, in, in enforced. I don't think you're going to get the, to the lazy security guys at the front of the gate who barely check backpacks, by the way. Um, I've walked in with so many things. But, like, I doubt that you're going to get to those security guys and be like, excuse me, ma'am, uh, did you know that tying the bow in the middle is considered lame? You don't want to be lame, do you? I mean, it's not allowed according to German customs. Madam, please, let everyone know immediately by looking at you. Are you single? Are you are you are you trying to hump here? Huh? Do you wanna do you want do you want guys to, to oogle your tutu, your tatas? Huh? You want guys to to, to to be grabbing at you? Do you want you do you, do you want guys to be grabbing ass in there? What sorry, what's your name? Sorry, sorry, say again. Sarah. Sarah. Do you want guys grabbing ass, Sarah? Do you want guys oogling at your tatas every time you bend over to tie your shoes? Do you want guys making deals behind your back that one will untie those shoes when you're not looking so that the other one can nap, tap on your shoulder and say, sorry, madam, I noticed your shoes are untied. 
I don't want you to fall over. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eric. And Charity go, thanks, Eric, that's so nice. And then to bend over, tie those shoes again and again with those gigolo jackalas, bickle bouncing, sickle sagging, dip, dabbing, and swinging in their faces. Ma'am, do you want that? Do you want people grabbing ass? Do you want them looking at you from afar and going, oh, that's a slut. She's single. She's telling me. She's got that bow on the left. You know what they say. Bow on the left. She's, uh, <laughs> she's signaling her singleness. Oh, sexy. What about if it's on the right? Oh, well, then it's not so much fun. Then we are not in so much luck. That is too bad because that one is already married. Oh, what about that one? That one, that, that one's got a bow in the middle. <laughs> Lame. Um, she says, Steve Jobs made it to Germany uh, only to say that there's an official Oktoberfest app. And I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into that. But last but certainly not least, Last but certainly not least. She says, not all of Germany is like the Oktoberfest. I do feel like it's worth stating that. If you haven't been to Germany, a lot of Americans have a certain vision. They picture, you know, these older people dressed in lederhosen and dandel all the time. Not knowing how westernized it is, you know. I get that. Okay. Okay. Oh, that, that one can slide. She's, and she has a good example here. She says, Texas isn't much like New York, is it? Hmm? Hmm? Germany might be a smaller country, but that does not mean that all 16 provinces are indistinguishable. Frau Schemann, you got a point. You got a point. You Reinheitsgebot, pureness, commanding, middle bow, Germanoid. She says, in fact, due to its long-standing existence and historical transformations, all provinces unequally emerged over the years, varying uniquely in their customs. They they unequally emerged over the years, varying uniquely in their customs, traditions, and dialects. Okay. She didn't mean unequally like one's better than the other, although she sounds like she's pretty much pro-Bavaria. She's saying they unequally just like very different. Uh, you know, she's a German. She doesn't know what this shit means. Um, I'm kidding. All provinces unequally emerged over the year. I'm not kidding. Over the years, varying uniquely in their customs, traditions, and dialects. In practice, originating from Germany's northeast province. She says, I have, <laughs> oh, I have never owned a Dantel, nor finished a real Bavarian beer. So please don't equate Munich with Hamburg. I'm guessing she from Hamburg. The first dick from Hamburg. The first person that I don't like from Hamburg. Frau Schemann. Um, she said, I've never owned a dandel <laughs> and I've never finished a Ralpavarian beer. So please don't equate Munich with Hamburg. I won't do the same for Dallas and Manhattan. Ya bitch, what's wrong with Dallas? <sighs> I'm waiting. Tell me. She says here at the end, now that you know these historical traditions and customs, you have the permission, ah, so German, to attend the Oktoberfest and look for plenty 
of left hind bows. What? So go hunt for single women? This is directed only at American guys. What is wrong? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Go and make Teresa, such an accountant's name, proud and also be kind to all attendees. That's true. This year, I might actually come with you and I even finish, she said, she... She says she might, uh, might finish, might finish, but she didn't say, she didn't say might. This year I might actually come with you and I even finish my first Lovenbräu. So German. Okay, Frau Schermann. So we've learned a little bit here. Oktoberfest is in September. You're celebrating a wedding anniversary. They didn't like beer before that. Shame on you. You're raging on, oh, she spelled it that time right, raging on historical grounds. The mayor tells you uh, when to drink. Forget about your Budweiser. Uh-huh. Step aside, drinkers. The fest is for families as well because you can't, uh, you know, the um, the loud party music and the, um, you know, the, um, the ragging. It's not allowed until 6 p.m. And how to get your German girl. If it's on the left, she's a slut. And if it's on the right, then she's boring and not fun and don't talk to her. And if it's in the, if it's in the middle, uh, you can punch them in the stomach. That's just the German rules. Steve Jobs um, made it to Germany. There's an app for Oktoberfest. So go get it, dummy. And uh, if you're going to go. And obviously not all, you know, 80 million people in all over Germany are the same as the, you know, 6 million American tourists at Oktoberfest. So don't be stupid. Uh, go have fun. Be safe. Uh, if you're going to go to Oktoberfest right now, um, you know, go with friends. Keep your phone charged. Drink a lot of water. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an asshole. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. It's really cool. Be in the moment. Soak it in. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, I went there a few days ago as part of a smaller group in the Oidewiesen, like the old part, which is more traditional and more calm. Um, great beer, great people, good food, nice and chill. I loved it. And uh, went back a little bit earlier today for a lunch. Went there with the fam, grabbed a quick little uh, sandwich, Stecksemmel. That's the best ones in the world are at this Oktoberfest. And um, I just got so tempted. I was like, man, I want to ride these rides. I want to drink beer. I want to party. It's a great atmosphere. It's really cool. Um, so go have fun. Um, guys, I got to end it here. Thanks for listening. Look, if you enjoy the show, if you have fun, please go send us a, give us a follow on Instagram or on TikTok. Uh, tell a friend about us. Give us a rating or review or a comment on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to the show, just share it. Just tell a friend about it. It really helps a lot. Uh, thank you so much. And if you're going to go to Oktoberfest, be safe, have fun. And if you're not, then, uh, you know, maybe next year. Maybe maybe let me know if you want to come next year. Maybe we'll party. Um, but all the love in the world. Thanks, guys, and see you next week. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.